The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon from balmy New York. 56 degrees here in New York, actually 58. And if you believe the government, it's 88. Gosh, you scared me when you said balmy. I thought maybe they had already launched. No, they only, they're only worried about things in Ukraine these days. Nothing about oh. the United States. Ah, oh, okay. Nothing to worry about here. Here we go. Welcome to Bite of Reality. This with Mark the Shark. That's right. I'm trying to get the Joe. This is with Joe. Yes, I'm working on that. You have to be president before you can mumble properly. But without any further ado, let's just jump right into my favorite part of the show, Rhyme Time. So put a smile on your week. It takes some time to create this for the show this each and every week. And sometimes I have to rewrite it several times. Sometimes it just needs a tweak. But I try to bring you some news in a format that could put a smile on your face, even from the current American blues. So the economy added over 500,000 jobs last month, they said. But somehow, always after the numbers the month before, when you read them this month, numbers are different. And now they're in the red. But that's not really the issue that we have with America this week. From our government, they told us they would fix it. But still, most of our roadways and bridges are definitely antique. At what point can we stop believing in the words that are coming out of their mouths? And to think with our heads and to understand that the biggest problem in this country is not with our cows. It seems that no one is paying attention, and somehow they all seem focused on something that doesn't make sense to us in America. That's not to mention. But somehow each week they continue to hobble along, and they keep telling us with everything's fine and the economy is darned strong. But to those of you who've gone to the supermarket at any time recently, it's unfortunate that our government can't be truthful with us and give us common decency. But instead, our government tends to treat us like child by telling us such things like inflation will mostly certainly be transient and mild. The relationship with truth seems to be non-existent. But hey, on the bright side, at least when our government continues to lie to you, they are quite consistent. Lately, I've not been very impressed. And no, I don't need reparations. Is when you work hard and achieve greatness... You can't be oppressed. But it's easier to sit back and claim you're the victim because you want lots of free stuff. But as my father used to say, the world owes you nothing. And if you don't get it, that's just tough. Hard work and not being a victim is not easy. But then again, if you can't take the truth and you can't deal with it, you'll probably get quite queasy. As the song said, we never promised you a rose garden. But if you don't get and don't work hard and get tough in life, your financial situation will in fact harden. Nothing will be given to me that I don't work for. And I've heard in my lifetime, when I want to quit, a voice loudly yell, there's the door. And on your way out, don't let it hit you in your butt. The movie that is your life always comes uncut. For if you're not willing to work for it, 
and try your best to obtain what you want, if you don't earn it, then you won't be able to just flaunt. Biden's speech of the State of the Union this week was quite a surprise. I thought at least he would tell some truth and not all of those lies. The fact-checker machines must have been broke. Or in reality, the fact-checkers are distinctly all woke. It's amazing that there is no continuity for telling the truth. And perhaps we should remember that when we are voting for our government officials in the voting booth. So as we listened on the 7th to the State of the Union speech, I guess the government no longer believes that lying consistently would be grounds to impeach. So how have we gotten here this far away from where we started based on the truth? Based on some of the things that come out of that speech, I think Biden has also found the fountain of youth. Some of the things announced for the new Green Deal, it just lacks credibility, and they know it can't be real. When Biden claimed he didn't stop the oil companies from drilling wells, I felt we were back in fairyland with unicorns and that fairy dust that maybe he could put us all under some sort of spells. It just seems that his speech lacked any type of candor. Maybe he forgot that he was the chief and the commander. 500,000 charging stations to be installed across the country under his watchful eye. Like every other promise he made during his campaign, we just sit back here after being at the supermarket and we cry. He keeps telling me he put 12 million jobs back into this country. I wonder where. Half the time, he's just mumbling. I can't understand what he's saying. And that's simply not really fair. Maybe this is just a suggestion for the White House to consider. Get the American people not a prompter. I'm back. Aha. We're back. Biden got us again. Well, it's actually very windy here, so I will continue and pick up. Are we back? Okay, here we go. Hello? Hello, hello. Now you can hear me. Okay, we're not going to touch a thing. The Biden administration and the FBI were here. No problem. I'm still here. They tried to take me down, but I'm still up. So let's run back in a little bit. We're going to run back in. And back to rhyme time. Here we go. He keeps telling us that we put 12 million jobs back in this country. I wonder where. Half the time he's just mumbling. Can't understand what he's saying. And that's really not fair. Maybe this is just a suggestion for the White House to consider. Get the American people a teleprompter. So what he says, we then can understand them. Unless the teleprompter contract goes to the lowest bidder. Maybe this teleprompter at the State of the Union speech had a glitch. And along with what he had told us in the past, being the first in his class, someone said he was not. That came from a snitch. Our news verified nothing that they report. Take it on faith what our government says in this mission. We must abort. From spy balloons to lying buffoons, this country's getting closer to being totally loony tunes. And now it's reported at our border that already leaks like a sieve. The Biden administration is afraid of our own balloons for surveillance. Biden has taken them away, the ones that Trump did give. 
It's certainly in keeping with the blunderbuss, feckless Biden lack of strategy. Order is open. Even Mr. Magoo. This he could see. So Biden's taking away our eyes in the sky because he wants to hide. What's going on at the border from the American people and this nation's pride? Seems that if the balloons from China, they can roam around our country without any consequence. But now at the border... To remove our aerial surveillance balloons, it literally makes absolutely no sense. But then this administration's solutions on the security at the border was not clear as to why from the beginning. Now it's devolved into total disorder. As Congress is in hearings this week, they're looking for the truth and laughably, good luck with that. That's what they seek. The testimony from Twitter senior officials was astounding, but not surprising. This is a product of this nation's wacky woke rising. Not one shred of truth. They all could not recall. But their huge severance packages salaries, with them as they lie, they are having a ball. In one instance, they're trying to seek the truth about weaponization of our federal law enforcement bureaus in this now wacky woke nation. Things have gone so far off the rails that anything they could say under oath as they lie with people who testify, we could just fill up the jails. So what are we expecting from these hearings that we don't already know? If they're looking for the smoking gun and proof of everything they already know, then we'll have nothing to show. This nation is in trouble when the government is out of control. And the deep state is so embedded in the mechanism. The deep state is still on a roll. One of the funniest things this week I've heard, they asked a Super Bowl fan who was from Philly if he was concerned about his safety here, and the question to the fan was absurd. The fan simply responded with a grin on his face. You've got to be kidding me. I'm from Philadelphia. It's a thousand times more dangerous than this stadium place. Let's put things into perspective with the immigrants from New York City who were bussed in. They're fleeing to Canada. They say it's too dangerous there. Put that in your committee. So as we come to a close with rhyme time, we have lots of problems now in this country. And that is, quite frankly, a large hill to climb. I hope we can make it. I'm not totally sure. We seem to be going in the wrong direction. I hope there is a cure. So since our producer walked away, I'll give myself a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you very much. So this week, a little glitch at the beginning of the show here, getting things going, but I look at it this way. The administration is listening. They're not listening, listening, but they're just listening to see if I'm a parent who has a student at a school, and they're going to chase me down. So I have to jump in here and kind of go off track a little because I saw something yesterday on the TV which really kind of offended me. I'm a very thick-skinned guy. I'm from the guy who's not woke. Um, got knocked down, you get back up, say, let's do it again. You don't fall apart if somebody calls you something. You don't fall apart if somebody says something to you. Somebody takes a swing at you. You finish the fight. You can't lay down and go, get me my crying room and my crayons, and I need some safe space. No, no, I don't come from that. I don't come from that generation. 
I don't come from that neighborhood. We fought for what we wanted, and we went out and got it. We didn't wait for somebody to bring it to us. You know, it, one of these things that really drives me nuts is these delivery services. Are people that bored with their lives or that involved with their television that they can't even leave their house to go get food? I mean, this is getting America, we're in trouble. And I'll give you an example here. This is something where you've never heard me call for a boycott. You've never heard me call to cancel it or anything. I'm not that person, but I am now. And let me put it to you this way. Disney. Disney, you've done yourself wrong. The Proud Family, or better known as the Angry Degradation of America, or Walt Disney rolls over in his graves so the new CEO can kiss his butt. That's not what Disney wanted. That's not what Walt wanted. I don't think these people understand who Walt Disney was. He was a visionary. He was somebody who understood, stay out of politics. Make people happy. Make them smile. Stay away from stupid issues that you have no business getting into. So now, Disney, the woke company that they have become, and again, like I said, I'm not a guy who calls for boycotts, but I am I am tired of this at this point. Disney put out a show called The Proud Family. Apparently, it's a remake of a show that was out years ago or whatever. I don't even care at this point. After seeing it, I was so infuriated. It just made me think about everything in this country that's going wrong and understanding why it's going wrong. And I just point to Disney. With a vision of the future, Walt Disney looked forward, an amazingly creative individual, and created literally an entire world. And now his world is being torn apart by bigoted, horrendous, racist people. And the knuckleheads who are running Disney and the producers and the CEOs that let this out into the public view is absolutely astounding. This is the most bigoted, horrendous demonstration of racism that I have ever seen. And for those of you who don't know what the Proud Family is, apparently it is a a show about a black African society that apparently created America. Now, you want to rewrite history, that's your own business. You want to put out a documentary, whatever you want to do, that's your own business. This is America, Jack. You can be free. You can do that. But do not, do not pinpoint children and try to indoctrinate them into some stupid ideology that you have, that America was created and wrote on the backs of slaves. And African-American slaves is what they're targeting. And they're, they're chanting and yelling about reparations, reparations. Listen, people know me. I am no, by no means even a shred of me ever a racist person. I don't do that. I don't do ethnicity, okay? What I do do is I do realistic achievement. There's not a person on this planet that can't achieve anything in America. Everybody I know, we had a black president for eight years, which quite frankly should not be an amazing accomplishment because he shouldn't be a segregationist. He shouldn't be a person where we say, wow, that's amazing, we had a black president. It shouldn't be amazing to anyone. Because opportunity in America is not limited by the color of your skin. Remember everything that Martin Luther King stood for in the 50s and 60s when this country was going through its growing pains. 
when we came about, judge a man not by the color of his skin, but by the content of his character. How dare Disney do this? What I am advocating for today, and then I'll get off the topic, is I am advocating for you and everyone else out there, tell your friends, tell your family, boycott Disney. I am not a cancel culture person, but I'm sorry. I have become one now. I understand what's going on in this country is the cancel culture is winning. The conservatives sit by and go, we're going to take the high road. Well, guess what? Your high road is led by Pete Buttigieg, okay? And those roads are not working right now. Those roads are beat up, and those roads are falling apart, and they're ineffective. Because right now, the woke culture in this country and the cancel culture in this country is winning and turning corporations into stupid nations. Look at Disney, what they've done. I would not give a penny to them for anything. I wouldn't get their entertainment. I wouldn't buy their shows. I wouldn't go see a Disney movie. Disney needs to feel the pain of what they are putting people through. They need to turn around and they need to say, enough is enough. This is over. And they're not going to get into this, and they're just going to make people happy. And until they do that, I'm sorry, I am going to advocate for boycotting them entirely. The hate and the anger that they spew from this particular show is outrageous. This cartoon serves no purpose at all and should not be given even a kilowatt of electric power to broadcast to another person on this planet. I am so angry and disgusted by this display of clear stupidity, bigotry, and racism. And it doesn't matter. Racism, unfortunately, doesn't matter whether you're white or black. Racist views are racist views. End of story. Stop being a victim. Stop calling yourself a victim. Start working. Start. Every opportunity is there for you. And you know what the biggest achievement is? Democrats are so against taking school choice. Why are they against being in, uh, taking school choice and making that an issue? Because they want stupid population. They want a stupid population. They want imbeciles. They want to be able to indoctrinate it. But you know what I say? If your schools can't cut it, you deserve to take your kids to another school. And I've never thought that way, but I see it now. They are not teaching students what they need to be successful. They're teaching them to be little lemmings so that every one of them will follow the democratic notions. And i got to tell you, I hope the Democratic Party doesn't make another left turn because they're going so far left, they're going to fall off the planet. But Disney, wake up. Not go woke, because when you go woke, I'm going to try to make sure you go broke. Whatever audience I have, whatever people you know who are listening to this right now, boycott Disney. We're done with Disney. This is an outrage, and until they pull this show, I'm finished with them. They better wake up. They better wake up. This is not a good model for business. And again, it's time for the conservatives to step up and start canceling companies that are too liberal, that are outrageous. We got to get this fixed. We really have to get into this and get it fixed. You know, unfortunately, the cancel culture is an effective method, and it needs to be used by the conservatives, not just the liberal, woke, moronic morons who have perfected it. But you know what? We conservative guys, we learn real quick. We learn how to do this. So sorry I got off on that tangent there, but 
this is some egregious conduct of a corporation in America. And Ron DeSantis, if you're listening, bring on the pain, my friend. Bring on the pain. Because they deserve what they started. You know, we didn't start this, but I think certainly conservatives should end this. If Disney loses half their business, they might wake up at some point and say, you know what, maybe we should get out of the woke culture business and start making people smile again. But my next topic this week was something that kind of really shocked the daylights out of me a little bit. You know, we'll get into Balloon Gate in a little bit, and I don't want to lose you there, but I want to catch this toxic masculinity problem in America. Somehow or another, the male toxic masculinity has become a reality that the woke is pushing now. And what it is is that they believe that males acting like men are toxic. And there's an interesting study out that I heard about and I read. It says that this toxic masculinity theory is now ruining relationships and it's affecting relationships. And they did a study on birth control pills. And apparently birth control pills are causing women to get into relationships with more effeminate men. The second thing about this toxic masculinity problem, which is not really a problem because it is now if you're a woke person, women are staying single longer and therefore, interesting, listen carefully, their gender-specific roles that used to be traditional roles are no longer developing. And thus, it is seriously impacting and detrimentally impacting the traditional family formation and gender roles. Now, what does that mean? Put that together with this gender changing, gender transgender, everybody's changing a gender. So what I want to know is when California passes their reparations bill, are they going to be taking into account that I now identify as a black female? Well, you can't do that because I want to know because I could use a nice big check for $5 million plus 250000 a year, I think they were proposing. I think that's a great committee. And people don't laugh about this because the country is going wacky. It's going woke. This is a battle of a new era. Now, Delaware, I understand, is considering reparations as well. Now, California, for a history lesson, was a slaveless state. It did not engage in slavery. So I don't even know what they're doing. But that's okay. But this masculinity, this toxic masculinity theory is really something that people need to look at and be aware of because it's a problem. It is seriously a problem. If the relationships and the core family unit are going to be destroyed, the society's over. Right now, every fabric in this society is fraying. And we need people to bring it back together. And right now, we're not doing that. Right now, it's fraying. But let me jump back into some news this week. We had uh, the balloon gate. Well, quite frankly, since we have a clown presently for a president who's in charge of the military, and the military clowns in the clown car, no doubt we have a story on the balloon. Whoa. Why, oh, why couldn't we shoot it out of the sky? Now, there's two theories here. One is, my, my worst theory is, that the, our military was on vacation. They went with Pete Buttigieg. And we had no defense. So January 28th, the balloon flew into Alaska airspace. February 1st, which uh, Wednesday, 
Biden finally woke up, and I understand there was good news that he didn't spill his sippy cup when they woke him, and he finally said, shoot it down. When it's safe to sow, <laughs> safe to sow, shoot it down. So now apparently over Montana, that's become an increasingly, um, let's see, crowded place to be. It's like New York City now. And the Biden administration believes that. Because apparently it was too crowded to shoot down this balloon. They were concerned about the cows. Maybe some more release of methane gas. Now, I'm no military genius, but I can sure tell you, give me a slingshot and a nice little ride up there, and I can take that balloon out and make it come down nice and slow. Why we needed to blow the living daylights out of it and bring it down over the ocean, which, quite frankly, also, by the way, we we eventually took it down over the Carolinas, off the, off the shore, about seven miles offshore. And I'll get into that in a little while. But so we shot it down with an F-22, about six minutes over U.S. territorial waters off the coast, the East Coast. So why did we let the administrations, like, the, the feckless foreign policy, I can't understand what it was. They sat back and they watched this balloon for eight days traverse America. With what the Chinese said, it was a civilian weather balloon. Now, did the Biden administration believe this for the first eight days? Did they think that it was a weather balloon? Or were they just a bunch of idiots in the White House and in the military at the Pentagon going, let's not shoot it down, let's see what it does? Well, guess what it did? It had a whole host of instrumentation on it. And, although they haven't recovered it yet because they shot it down in the ocean, it had surveillance equipment. Gee, I know everybody's shocked. They said it wasn't safe to shoot it down. Quite frankly, I'm losing faith in our government. The government intelligence? Is there any intelligence in government? This would seem insane. For eight days to let this balloon fly around our most sensitive milits, our military installations, our military bases, our missile silos, and shipping the information back to Beijing while we watched the balloon. I'm not certain why we did this. And they, admit, they initially said, we've stopped it from communicating with Beijing. Apparently, that also was lacking of candor. They didn't do that. And they're not sure they did it. And they don't know whether or not Beijing got all the information. Well, eight days later, it doesn't matter anymore because I'm sure they got it. I don't have to be a military genius to understand that if you let a balloon float around the United States taking surveillance and picking up our communications, it's going to get the information. This is not rocket scientists. It's balloon science. But then again, we have the clowns in, the, in charge here. So they're afraid of balloons. So if you think you could fly a balloon like this over China, how many of you think that? Uh, Dreamland, like Biden? No. So Senator Cory Booker, this blithering blowhole, I'm glad the Biden administration took decisive military action. Unfortunately, eight days after something's flying into your sovereign territory, getting all your serious information, it's not, it is not decisive action. 
It is not decisive action at all. It, in fact, is, quite frankly, unfortunately, non-decisive and idiotic and nonsensical. It basically let them get everything that they serve. Now, this is the kind of conspiracy things that makes my mind go to, is our president compromised with China? Do they have something on him? I know we went through four years of the Russia deal, which turned out to be nothing. But this seems to be something here. Well, you know, they always just say with this smoke, there's fire. Why wouldn't you shoot that thing out of the air immediately in Montana? You couldn't find a 30-acre a field and blast it out of the air? Are you kidding me? And bring it down gently even? Put a couple of bullet holes in it. Let it float down gently. Or bring it down like we did with a missile. Yeah, we needed to shoot a million-dollar missile to take out a balloon. You know, unfortunately... It is what it is, which is a weak, feckless president. And it's brought to you by the same people, unfortunately, that surrendered Afghanistan and left $88 billion worth of equipment, which I'm sure Ukraine would have went and picked up. But we didn't think about that because we have this great administration. Listen, he is not something that is going to be good for America right now. You know, his his exercise of decision-making power with respect to this Chinese spy balloon. And that's what it was, folks. It was not a weather balloon. It was a Chinese spy balloon. This is bizarre. It flew around for eight days hovering over our most sensitive nuclear facilities and missile silos and military bases, and we let it fly around. And then traversed the entire country before we blasted it out of the sky, in fact, in water. Oh, it'll be much easier to recover. Yeah, now they're telling you it'll take two weeks because they can't find it. You know, because it landed over seven miles of a range there. Oh, brother. You know, I, I really, and I'm so glad that Biden really put up a stink to China. He really let him have it. He didn't send Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State, there. I don't know if that was good for China or bad for China. That's probably good for China, if you ask me. You know, we cannot have a military that is led by incompetency. We cannot have that in this country. The country is too weak right now. We need brilliant leaders, not feckless and incompetent leaders. Our military is the best, but they have to have leaders who know what they're doing. And I said, I submit to you, they have demonstrated over the last two years under Biden, they don't know what the heck they're doing. Austin and Millie, they got to go. And what's amazing in this administration is if you're incompetent and you're a, brither, a blithering fool, and sometimes mumble, you get promoted or you stay in your position. They surrendered Afghanistan after making an assessment. Listen to this. This was their assessment. Afghanistan will last at least a year. They'll have to take an adjustment. They brought Afghanistan down in 10 days. You know, and they told us, now they're telling us, under Trump, there were incursions. Well, I heard Biden say the other day, which really irked the living daylights out of me, and I've heard it before. He said it was a minor incursion into America's airspace. Let me bring those of you who are not fans of history back to a Biden administration that said he would accept a minor incursion into Ukraine. Let me, let me repeat that again. 
Remember he said he would accept a minor incursion into Ukraine. How's that working out for Ukraine? How's that working out for Ukraine? A minor incursion. That's right. Ukraine, the minor incursion. A hundred billion dollars later. Out of your school funds, by the way, folks. God knows how many hundreds of billions of dollars of equipment that we're going to have to put in there. And not to mention the thousands of dead bodies of the Ukrainians piling up as a result of the minor incursion that Biden was willing to put up with. You know, I'm not the smartest guy on the planet, and I'm not the smartest guy in the room a lot of times. But I can tell you a simple notion. When you're dealing, when you're dealing with foreign powers, and take it from Trump, and I saw it during his administration, he may have been an off-the-cuff kind of guy, and people didn't like what he said, but you know what? No wars during his time. No incursions by Russia in his time. Everybody says, well, it takes a while to put the military incursion together. Well, no. He understood, Putin, that if he started this, when, when, unfortunately, during the Syria conflict, Trump went down, and I've said this before, he went down, Syria was getting out of control, he sent 59 missiles into Syria, and then went back to his meeting. When you see strength like that, you understand that not to play with the tiger. Never play with the tiger. Because we grab the tiger by the tail, it's going to turn around, and it's going to take care of its business. You know, I have a different take on this whole balloon gate, this whole scam. I believe the balloon was an effort to see what, if anything, what response we would do to a Chinese incursion. And the Chinese have their message. They already know it. Mark my words, the answer is nothing. Mark my words, when China goes into Taiwan, and they will before Biden leaves office, whether it's in two years and, God forbid, he gets another four years, we might not have America anymore. But China is going into Taiwan. And we better make sure that we have our act together, because once China takes over Taiwan, they now control America. What do I mean by that? Talk about our supply chain. You know, Biden's big on the supply chain. Remember he fixed the supply train last June, last last year? Yeah, so much for that. So he fixed the supply chain, yet everything that we need and a ton of drugs in this country are still made in China. And China has threatened us repeatedly during the Biden administration. Surprisingly, not during the Trump administration for some reason that strength but during the Biden administration they've threatened to cut off sending us drugs the one drug they keep sending us is fentanyl that's the one drug we don't want but they keep sending it through the southern border through our screen door at the southern border which we think is keeping everybody out but here we go so they are going into Taiwan so we in America better get our chips and I'm not talking about Lay's or ruffles. I'm talking about computer chips in the R zone. We better get manufacturing. We better get our technology. We better get it all together so it's made here. Because if it's not made here, America's out of business. Remember what happened with the cars? When we couldn't get chips? We couldn't get resistors? We better wake up, America. We're in trouble here. We used to make everything. It's our technology. 
and we've given it away, and for whatever reason, and I and I have to tell you, I think the unions did a big disservice to America because they tried to get such amazing benefits and such amazing salaries and such high salaries for jobs that are menial tasks. And I'm not degrading that at all. I, I think people need to make a living. But on the other hand, if you make your product and it doesn't compete with the rest of the world, you can keep your product and you don't have a job then because you're manufacturing things that no one's going to buy because it's too expensive. So now, you know, I got to tell you, the Wall Street Journal wrote a uh, piece about the balloon gate. They said, the why did the Biden administration leave the spy balloon flying around for eight days? When you've lost the Wall Street Journal as a liberal, you know you're in trouble. There's no excuse for that. None. None whatsoever, except we have no policy whatsoever to deal with China. And I think there's... Two, there's two problems. One, either we really are that dumb as a nation and our leaders are that baffled. Or two, something they have over this president. I mean, we know he's made billions. His son got $1.5 billion from China as an investment consultant. He has about as much experience in investing as I do. So that doesn't make any sense. There's, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. But I caution you, America, I understand that they want answers. I understand that they want to know what happened and what's going on with this Biden administration and whether or not they are compromised. But here's my problem. Republicans don't get caught up in the same stupidity. Okay, And let me explain another thing to the genius Republicans, okay? Genius Republicans, let me put this out to you here. You see what the you see what the Democrats did for the January 6th committee? Did you see what they did? They threw all of your picks that you should have had on that committee to have a balanced committee. They threw them all off and they put on instead the red herrings, the Kinzigers, the other idiot. You know, they put Republicans in name not even in name only. They weren't even Republicans. They were Democrats with an R next to their name. Liz Cheney, they put her on there to, to give it that window dressing. She wasn't a Republican. She never asked a clear question in her mind, ever. But that being said, look at what's going on in their committees now. They put some Democrats on it. Why didn't they pull the Nancy Pelosi committees? Why did they do that? Oh, because they were afraid they want to take the high road. Well, here you go. Here's the high road, folks. You're seeing every other person, the same crap, that people get aboard, they get bored, they get annoyed, and they turn off the TV, and they don't care anymore. Is one guy says, here's the real reality, here's the truth, you don't know what's going on. And I'll take an example of Twitter. Okay, those Twitter execs got up there, and they lied through their teeth. I don't recall censoring you. I don't recall shadow banning you. I don't recall doing that. They didn't recall anything with their $12 million severance packages. But... Here's the point. They lied to Congress. Anybody going to get a DOJ referral? Doubt it. And how about that guy Baker, the attorney, the FBI attorney who all of a sudden wound up at Twitter? Hmm, what a shocker. You put these people in power. And listen, it's a private company. They can do whatever they want, right? So now you can discriminate against people because they're a private company. That's what the Democrats are arguing for. They can do anything they want. 
Okay, that's great. Fantastic. They can do anything they want and get away with it. Okay, we're done here, right? But now, on the other hand, they don't like it anymore. They don't like it because now Elon Musk came on board. Now they're thinking, wait a second, this isn't going to work out for us. So Elon starts releasing all of this information. That makes them look like exactly what they were. They were another arm of the government. They were working with our law enforcement agencies like the FBI, and they were making decisions based on nothing other than the fact that someone was conservative. But the damage is done. Republicans, the damage is done. Everybody knows what happened. Everybody recognizes what happened. But here's the question I have. What are you going to do about it to make sure it doesn't happen again? You already know what happened. You, you want to get somebody to testify? You're not going to get these guys to testify. Nobody recalls anything. Baker recalls nothing. Baker then starts with the the old attorney. When you're in trouble as an attorney, you go, it's a client, attorney-client privilege. I'm sorry, I can't talk to that. Well, you know what? Twitter? Oh, hold on. You were Twitter's attorney? Well, you know what, Elon? Why don't you waive the attorney-client privilege so that Baker can tell them everything? I think that's what they should ask Elon to do because he now owns the company. It's his company. They have the privilege. So waive the privilege, give him a writing, and let him babble away. But you know what? Baker's not going to remember a thing. Then it's going to be, I don't recall. I don't recall. Well, wait a second. If you didn't recall, then why did you say it was attorney-client privilege information? So they're going to lie. They're going to lie. So you know what? Don't be surprised. You know, dumbass the government in this America, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. And I don't see anything how to get out of it. I really don't. You know, so I wanted to touch a little bit on the speech this week. We was thinking about doing a uh, short program on Tuesday. <laughs> the manager of the station called and said, could you get here? And I said, no, Biden won't let me out. I'm under subpoena. But this was very interesting. Biden said in Tuesday's State of the Onion speech, yes, State of the Onion, because you peel back the layers, you see it's all garbage and lies. It wasn't real. You know, Biden claims we're now 13th in the world in infrastructure. Not exactly. We're 27th, and I think we're falling quickly. You know, this reminds me back of the old days of the Obama shovel-ready projects. Yeah, how's that working out? The shovels are still ready, but there's no projects. So when it came down to putting the money on the project, there really were no projects back then. So now he announced that all the the federal buildings in America, I guess we're going to be building something. They have to have manufacturing materials built in America. So get used to having cardboard and sand built buildings because that's pretty much what we make in America. I don't even think we make steel anymore. When I drove through Pennsylvania, it looked like a ghost town last time. So Allentown, Pennsylvania, which was a huge steel-producing place, it's a mess. There's nothing there anymore. It was just like, okay, everything's gone. Then we had, he was talking about the Inflation Reduction Act, which actually, as we all know now, caused more inflation. Are you going to believe me or your lying eyes? You know, the advertising posters, come on. And here's the other thing, the green energy climate change. Okay, get off the steroids, guys. Get off the unicorns and the fairy dust. It's gotten in your eyes, and try to get real. And his best his best claim was that he was going to put 500,000 charging stations installed across the country for EV vehicles. 
Our electric grid can't even support regular light bulbs. And yet you want to be plugging in, you know, another 500,000 electric vehicles. What nonsense. It's not there yet, folks. It will be there someday, maybe even in my lifetime. But not now. Not in the next 20 or 30 years. It's just not in the cards. We have so much work to do before that even becomes a, a, a slight miracle. So he goes off and he says... He hasn't told the oil companies anything about whether or not to drill. He wants to know why they're not drilling. I'll tell you why they're not drilling. It's very simple. First of all, to develop and service wells and build infrastructure. For a commercially viable well, could take anywhere between 5 to 10 years. Between the stupid government permitting and the red tape and the rest of the crap and the environmental studies and then the pipeline industry, because oil doesn't magically get to the refinery. You know, when you pump it out of the ground, it doesn't just fly up into the air and fly to the refinery. It has to be driven there. It has to be piped there. It has to get there. Same thing with natural gas, which we both have an abundance of for the next couple hundred years. But he said, he let them know that in 10 years, we're going to be off fossil fuels. Well, okay, so I'm going to spend $100 billion putting in wells and then in 10 years, I'm going to, when they first get approved and get running, I'll have nothing. You're going to shut them down. What? Why would I do that again? That's because Biden's never been in private industry. He's never been in business. He's never. He has no clue what it takes to do that. And the people around him apparently don't have a clue either. And again, the speech again, here we go. The corporations need to pay their, their fair share. I'm tired of hearing this as well. Corporations don't pay taxes. They collect taxes from you and me. Why? Am I the only guy who sees that on the planet? Corporate, look at your cell phone bill, folks. Look at all the taxes that the government put on the corporations. And the corporation said, here you go. Here you go, user. Here you go, end user. Here you go. There's some more taxes. Here, take that tax too. What was this knucklehead talking about? taxing the top 1% or if you took, by the way if you do the calculations, if you took every dollar that the top 1% of taxpayers in this country make and put it back into the system, it wouldn't even make a dent it's because they pay over 50% of the taxes, the top 1%, that doesn't sound very fair to me and now he signed the bill to have corporations pay a 15% minimum federal tax, great idea so now all the corporations will be moving that Trump got back here are going to be moving back overseas. That's just brilliant. Yeah. So let me tax the crap out of you, and then they want you to come back and be in the United States. I'm not sure that's the way it's going to work in reality. But again, this administration having no clue whatsoever, not in respect to the oil companies, not in respect to companies in the bottom line. You know, it, it's... I couldn't believe what was coming out of his mouth. He reduced the federal deficit by $1.7 trillion. That's a garbage number. Again, it's based on the unicorn and fairy dust principle. Why did it go down by $1.7? Because the pandemic spending stopped. Well, technically, under Biden, it stops in May. But it's absurd. It's absurd. We don't have a tax problem in this country. We have a spending problem. And until the left realizes that and recognizes that, it's never going to change. You know, it's just incredible. It's just incredible. And 
you know, just fact checking. We're twenty seventh in education in the world, not seventh or whatever you said. I think it was seventh. You know, and in nineteen ninety, by the way, in nineteen ninety, we were sixth. Okay, this is what woke policies and the like, like CRT, are bringing to the table: stupid kids and bad outcomes. And then we wonder why our schools are failing. It's because of what they're teaching. It's exactly what the Democrats want to have. A dumb population that needs government to live, and they can't think for themselves. This is the perfect place to live as a Democrat elite, isn't it? Because people will become dependent on government. There's no other way around it. So you can't have that. You cannot have that. You know, and here's my, my other beef this week was, let's see. Oh, we covered Balloon Gate. You know, we're back to there were some shootings again. There's shootings every day. I mean, there are shootings every day in this country. It's, it's crime is out of control. I was looking at New York City, and, and here's an interesting focal fact. Let me go back. I wanted to bring this one up. This was hysterical. You can't. You know, I keep telling you, you can't make this stuff up. In New York City. The migrants are fleeing now in New York City. The migrants that were put up in the hotels at 500 a night. They are fleeing the city. You know why? They want to go to Canada. You know what the reason was when they spoke to the... And again, these are people who allegedly came from war-torn countries under violence and threat of death. Came to New York City and said, Sorry, we're out of here. We're going to Canada. New York City is too dangerous. They are thinking it's out of control. So, Mayor Adams, stick that in your committee. You know, our woke mayor. You know, God be with us, because you know what? No one else is. It's just, I can't understand this woke culture is killing America, and we just keep letting it go. You know, and then we have here, we have Biden this week during his speech again. He brought up Tyree Nichols. A tragedy. A tragedy with no doubt in my mind. It was incredible. Okay. It should have never happened. What happened there? Just to give you a little history background there. Five black officers beat and eventually killed a black alleged perpetrator in a car stop. Now, there was a little bit more behind this. I heard rumors that he might have been dating the, the girl who the one of the cops saw or something to that effect. But the bottom line was it should have never happened. But somehow that became a white supremacy racism matter. But here's, here's what I want to point out to you. Okay? He never, ever, ever mentioned Peter Jervin, 37-year-old police officer who was shot in Milwaukee on Tuesday this week and was killed by a robbery suspect. And how many others died this week? Let's see. Milwaukee Police Department... Let's see. We had another Philadelphia shooting of a police officer. Yep, yep, yep. And let's see. We had another off-duty NYP officer, Adid Faiz, shot and killed this week by a criminal held without bail. Wow, that's pretty good. I'm, I'm impressed by that. But here's what you're going to find. There's bad and there's good in everything. But when you lower your standards for your police, this is what you're going to get going to get lowered police standards when you defund the police you can't train them you can't get them on the street in an appropriate training so that they know what to do and with it, the five officers involved in the chase 
and no sergeant or supervisor comes to the scene? Well, defund the police some more. Maybe we could send a counselor. That didn't work out too well, did it? So I I just thought it was a one-sided, again, maligning the police, and we expect better, we're better people. Well, you know what? America is better, but we're not showing it in our leadership. There is no leadership in this country anymore. You know, Biden says the fentanyl problem, we have to stop the fentanyl problem. Here's a clue for you, Joe. Seal the border. Seal the border. You know, Joe Biden talking about border security is like Charles Manson talking about civilization needs to be more civilized. It's an incompetent statement by him. He's either lacking the understanding or doesn't care. Fentanyl's pouring in over the border, and it's not at the port of entries. It's pouring in because our border patrol are being taken off the line and having to babysit half a million illegal aliens. 8,000 a day are coming into this country. How can we support that? And and forget about the financial responsibilities, destroying our communities. Forget about that. The, the shock, <laughs> the shock that comes out of this White House. The sh- what is that? By, uh, I was going to say, Bush had his shock and awe campaign. This is Biden's shock and awe campaign. The amount of stuff that comes out of that and is disconnected from reality is crazy. It's 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 the shock and awe statement, you know. I can't understand how he can think that he's going to attack the fentanyl problem and not seal the border. And he keeps talking about the dreamers. Well, unfortunately, we have dreamers running this country. And the dreamers who are running this country are not showing a certain competency that's required to run this country. We had for four years, we had Donald Trump, who was attacked throughout his presidency by a bunch of liberals who made a story up and the media that carried the weight and the water for them. But where's the reporting now on the fentanyl pouring in? Where's the incompetency reporting right now that's going on? Where was the incompetency in the reporting on the balloon? I'm sorry, it wasn't there. Why? Well, that's a great question, America. You know, and I will tell you, they have the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability by Representative Comer running this week. And it's like the silence of the laptop. It should be a movie. The silence of the lambs. We should call it now the silence of the laptop. And the Twitter twits. You know, put some people up there who can't recall anything. Why don't we do that? Then we also have the House Judiciary Committee by Jim Jordan and the Jordan effect. Well, let's see where he gets. Cause I, he's might, he may be good. But I think when people get up there and they just keep their mouth shut and don't say a word, they're better. Because they don't have, they can't be compelled to talk. That's that's the beauty in America, and that's the problem in America. You can't be compelled to talk. You know, they can never tell you that. So, listen, the clown car and the clown in our in our White House this week and balloons that just got to make you laugh. But it's a serious problem. So, all right, we're going to wrap it up this week. I want to thank everybody for listening, and I never got to tell you the story about why I couldn't have a longer rhyme time this week. But enjoy the week. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark is out. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.